Not A Show podcast. We back once again, you know, I'm on an expedition to just learn about people. And uh, I find this next character intriguing, <laughs> controversial, and so many other adjectives and names I can't go with right now. I call him a friend, but I told him, you know what? I've known you for over 20 years, but I don't know you. And I find this with a lot of people that I've come into contact with for all these years. I know you, but I don't know you. And the whole purpose of this is I know everybody knows that you're this guy who made all these superstars, passed the mic, of course, the Cardi, all this gospel stuff. A lot of people don't know you probably started doing hip hop and R&B, and then you transitioned to this, had magazines and transitioned. You did a lot of stuff in all the years that I know you. But I want to, and then I'm, I'm holding some other stuff. Stella Honors, he just capping, y'all. <laughs> He capping, <laughs> being my award winner, capping, just straight yeah, that's, capping. That's actually the Hall of Fame. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, I'm this, sorry. this is actually Stella Award Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just, just, just a handful of people. Uh, Why do they think that this? you were deserving of it? Before we even get started, by the way, Carrie Douglas, ladies and Carrie Douglas. Carrie Douglas. Of course, you can see all the stuff right here from Black Smoke Music. He's done some great things with some incredible artists, and we'll get into all that, but... I'm gonna jump right. I'm gonna start here. I'm gonna jump all over the place because I can do that now. You yeah, know? yeah. So why they get? Why they think you were deserving of that? Well, um, the reason I have this honor is because uh, you know, 25 years of serving um, the gospel music community, and mm -hmm. uh, I've probably um, owned on my catalog some of the most successful gospel songs in America for an independent guy, independent yeah. label. You know, uh, when you have songs uh, like I Told the Storm, that song probably have 100 million views on um, on YouTube. What artist is that? That's Greg O'Quinn. Okay. Or even now, you know, somebody like Pastor Mike Jr., who's uh, one of the hottest uh, gospel Artist right now he won uh, already in two years uh, thirteen Stella Awards. Wow! Or all these while being with you? Yeah, under Black Smoke music. Okay, yeah. I see you. Or you know somebody like okay. James Fortune. Okay, right now uh, James Fortune, who um, you know I started his yeah, career. Absolutely. Uh, um, Cardi Cartes, who's mm. really the the main voice. He's the voice of gospel music. You know he doesn't have all these accolades. He is definitely the voice mm -hmm. of, of gospel music. But we, we go all the way back to Keith Wonderboy Johnson, you know, traditional music. Uh, it's just so many people um, that uh, God has allowed me to um, orchestrate their, um, their music career. And uh, not just from just the music, but also a lot of them are deeply involved with their lives and, um, and everything like that. So but let's go back. This is what I want to know. What I assume that Carrie Douglas is from Houston. What I realize sometimes, though, there are people who have been here like myself that have been here so long that people might think you're from a place, but you're not. I want to know about who that Carrie Douglas is. Where is he from? Why? How did he get involved in this? Because really, I, I've always thought of you. I know you do music, but as a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm and you've that. always done it your way. Only my way. Stubbornly on your way. Uh, I've not ever known you to have your hand out asking another man for a dollar. You've made all of yours. I've always, I always, I find it intriguing people who have always worked for themselves. I always call it, you know, if you don't, you got to kill what you eat. You got to, right. you eat, 
what you kill. Right. And if you don't find your kill, you don't eat. So I always find people like you way interesting because for you to work for somebody else, I don't even think that you could phantom <laughs> the idea. And I've known you 20 plus years. I've never known you to work for anybody else, but mm-hmm. I've always seen you as an entrepreneur. So where are you from? I, I talked too long. Well, you, you know, to be honest with you, you know, I'm from, uh, it's a little weird. I'm from a little town uh, here in Texas called Brookshire. Brookshire, okay, Texas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunnyside, yeah. Sunnyside. I guess that's where I'm from. I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. When I was younger, we lived in California, mm-hmm. and um, then we moved back from California back to Brookshire, and uh, you know, in uh, that area. Then back in Katy, and you know, we kind of as a as a kid, you know, my mother kind of bounced around mm-hmm. here and there, and um, you know, and uh, one thing about me, man, I can remember uh, out in. Uh, little area of town called Carverdale. We used to live out in Carverdale. And, you know, I can remember sitting on the side of the ditches and and um, back at them days, you know, people used to be outside. It was a street and we played football. You know, I wasn't in none of that shit, football. I wasn't doing all that, you know. Uh, I just wasn't doing it, you know. I wasn't the fastest guy out there, you know. I was black, like real black, yes, just sir. like you. So, you know, they, they always had something to say lifestyle. about it. Black, you, hey, blackie, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and so I always looked at everybody in, in my surroundings and I said, you know what? I want greater. I want greater for myself. Um, and I would talk to my, my best friend. His name was Bootsy. And I said, Bootsy, man, I, you know, I ain't finna deal with this. This, this. this ain't who I'm finna be, you know. Uh, and so as we grew up, you know, I've, I've always had this thing. And I would watch my favorite movie was the Gillikin's Island. And for some reason, my favorite character was Thurston Hall. Right. He made that there. money. Yeah. yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I just like that guy, man. Right. You know, he made that money. And, uh, and, uh, so, uh, that just stayed in my, in my spirit. And, um, and so I did have a job or two in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I had a job. Yeah. So uh, when I got about 18, you know, well, you know, we left from the hood and we moved to uh, uh, Bear Creek area. Mm-hmm. You know, so okay. I went to um, I went to Katie Taylor High School okay. uh, for a little while. And um, it was only about three blacks in the school at the whole time. The whole time I was at three blacks. Wow. So uh, when we moved. Stop right there. What was that experience like? Just being one of three. I mean, did y'all experience a lot of, I hate to say, but racism and name calling? And actually, it wasn't much racism. Man. Really? I mean, it probably was there, but you know, I didn't really. I didn't really own move. Yeah, I was doing your own. Yeah, I had my own little white friends, and we'll talk about that later because you know, uh, this whole way this whole world has changed. I wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say they're still my friends, but I mean, they're still mm. my friends. But we are like. We're so far apart yeah, now. Yeah, views, yeah. Yeah, versus than where we were at that it. time as kids. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that later. Um, but anyway, man, so I um, uh, went to the white school, of course, all white. That means I had my driver's license at 15. You know, you, you know, you get some certain privileges when you're around white people. Yeah, I learned to, uh, I, I learned to, uh, to really understand that culture, you know, mm-hmm. and everything. And I was in drama, speech and drama, so I wasn't doing a, I played the football, I played the basketball, you know, but that wasn't my focus. My focus was more on um, 
on acting, being able to uh, communicate well. Um, you know, I was played Dracula. I was the only black guy. It wasn't Dracula, I'm Blackula, you know, so I played Dracula. Uh, then I got into speech and drama. Actually, I won nationals doing a dramatic call, a soldier wow. story. And uh, wow. one of my duet partners was this guy, uh, Nephew Thomas, Tommy. Nephew Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Nephew Tommy yeah. was my duet partner in, wow. in high school. Now, this was at Eisenhower High School wow. when I went to Big Eye. Okay. Yeah, went to uh, Eisenhower. H-Town? Yeah, sure. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So... You know, Y'all moved around a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How did that play with you as a kid growing up? You know, that wasn't a good thing. You know, okay. I think uh, when you move around a lot, you don't really, uh, you're not really, really don't, like, I never really had friends. Mm. Like, I, I grew up without friends. You know, I don't, I didn't have friends. Do you think that has played an impact in your life as far as business is concerned and, and personal? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I don't. You know, I probably don't love the way I should love. You know, mm. I mean, this could be man or woman. You know, because of of that, I think uh, moving around at that early age uh, it hampered my ability to uh, education wise. Wow. Yeah, it hampers your your your. your That's uh, pretty honest of you to say that. Oh yeah, I'm worth millions though. I can say it. <laughs> I can this say guy. it. I ain't worried about that. Yeah, but if you love different and you're even different, it, 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 you, you're so used to working in this box alone. Yeah, where you don't get close to people, they become pieces that you, you just, you move, maneuver around for your purpose. Yeah, sort of, kind of sad, but um, I mean, so have you? As you have gotten older, have you gotten better? With the part of learning how to love, like I know you got a wife now, you got yeah. children, yeah, and you have to try to yeah. at least be loving. It's difficult, or they'll hate your guts. But it's difficult, man. <laughs> it? Okay, yeah, it's it's difficult. Uh, Do they understand what you've been through? Have you had conversations with your kids and say, "Hey, this is where I'm. This is where Dad was, and this is probably why the way." As a father, I act the way I act. So some things I'm asking for your forgiveness, but no, that yeah, still I, still love. Yeah, I probably haven't had that because you know I require a lot from them and until they. What parent don't? Yeah, I, I want. What parent don't? I, I want most to see parents. them get there. Yeah, most. But parents. I did tell my older kids the other day. I was like, you know, they all have been around me my whole life. All. 13, 14 of them. They all been around me. Sound like you life. said you had 13, 14 kids. <laughs> they all been around me, right? That's what it sounded like. That's so, what it sounded like. So my, you are populating the <laughs> earth, my brother. Hey, no I doubt. love it. I love it. So my, I was telling my older kids, I said, you know what? I don't, you know, if I was in the home with you guys, like 24-7, you know, I used to feel guilty to think, well, because I'm not with each one of these uh, kids that I affected them or mm -hmm. whatever. I said, not really, because I got I got my little two year old and four year old, and I'm here with them every day, all day. And it's still the same <laughs> situation. <laughs> so it it ain't you know it's me. It's just something. It's just something. But there's still love there. With oh, the kids we love. I love them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I yeah. feel like if I, something I could do again, I would want to learn to love a little bit more. Mm. Would would like would uh, I would wish I had a deeper love. I mean, and that's in life and everybody. That's you got to work on that, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you, you work in the love business. Yeah. <laughs> so that's in, for real, that's interesting for you to say that. You know that there might be a little a lack of love in you, and and what you work in is an industry that is about nothing but love. Exactly. You, know, when you work with in the kingdom of God, and you got these gospel artists. Everything they do is you know worshiping God. That is 
totally, you know, love work. So that's that's that's, be, that's interesting yeah. for you to say that, man. I mean, for real, that's what that yeah. is. That's love work. I know you probably don't look at it like that. Yeah, you're I, like, oh, I, that's a business. Yeah, I don't but know why. You're not, I, but you're in the love business. I have no idea how come God put me in this, in this to do this. I have no idea. I mean, he just... No, there has to be a reason why. Uh, like, what's your transition? You was telling your story. What's your transition in that story to become this entrepreneur? Like, what was the, your first entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial endeavor? Endeavor. Let me start there. Well, I, okay. So we got to go back. So okay. all right, all right. Get out of high school and all this stuff. So I'm I'm working for a um, for a water bedroom store. We're selling um, water beds. Okay. Back in the days, yeah, I don't know if y'all remember what water beds are, but they was, <laughs> at one point they was kind of it was the hot the hot thing. Yeah, water bed. Yeah, I was sitting on the motion, you know. Uh, and so I was working in the water water bed store, and um and uh. I was I always sell these little young white guys water beds, you know, young. They were all like my age, and they were driving up in new cars. I always got some new car and spending that cash on those beds. And I was like, man, what is it? What is it? What did y'all do for a living? You know, this, so this before all the drugs and all that. I said, mm. what y'all do for a living? They said, man, we sell cars. I said, wow, sell cars, huh? So I um, I went in a made up this application like I was a great salesperson and everything. I went and I went to uh I went to apply for a job at a, a Long Star Ford. Wow. Long Star Ford. I went in there to um to get the job. I never forget this guy. His name was Doll Davis, old white guy, uh gray hair, gray beard. Man, I love the guy to death. But anyway, I went in there and I filled out my application. I gave it to him and uh he got to looking over it and everything, and uh, he had them little glasses, mm, you know. Yeah. He pulled them glasses down, <laughs> and he said, "Boy, everything in this application is a lie." <laughs> oh, wow. you, know, you think I'm stupid? Everything is a lie. Wow. Said, Everything's a lie. He said, "You know what?" Say, but something about you, I like you. You have arson. I didn't know what that word means. He said, "Arson, arson, arson." <laughs> Arson. Anybody know what that means? I don't know. Arson. He said, I guess that's kind of like, you know, I got you. fire when you say arson. Something Hi. like that. So, anyway, he pulled uh, about $400 out of his pocket uh, because I was there in my Easter suit. Okay. Yellow, not yellow, uh, pot of blue. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. black people used yeah. to have our like Easter you. suit. I see it. I, I got the whole vision in my head. I <laughs> right. see you. Right, right. I went there in the, in the Easter suit. He uh, went in his pocket. He gave me like four or five hundred dollars. I said, "Go, boy, go down there the street to that Wieners, and get you um, straight white shirts. You know, a uh, pair of black slacks, blue slacks, and uh, you know, a couple pair of them." Right. So he just told me exactly and shoes. He told me what to do, and I come back and see me tomorrow. So, you know, I have a lot of money, man. <laughs> it took a lot for me to go down to that store and um, and purchase those items. Yeah. You know, it took a lot because I had the money. He didn't know me from Adams. I could have just bounced. That's right. But you know, it was something. You know, I've always been a kind of guy who uh, there's always really good good in me. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of people like to think there's bad in me. But there's nothing but good in me. So anyway, I went and did that. I came back and I got the job uh, to make the the story um, short. The first month, the first month as a car setter, as a car salesperson, I made uh, about fifteen grand. 
salesman of the month, my very first month. That's still good money today. Yeah, fifteen grand. <laughs> yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. And uh, and then they gave me the keys to a brand new Thunderbird. It was brown. So now I was like them white boys. I had my own car to drive. I had a pocket full of money, you know. Uh, so I was rolling. I was rolling through the hood and uh, just 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 having a great time, right? And uh, midway through the next month, you know, in the, in the car business, you have these little X's for how many cars you sold. Mm. Well, the first month I had all them X's. So we midway through the month, the next month, and uh, there ain't no X's on the board. Mm. And um, and I get a call over the speaker. Kerry Douglas, come to Doyle Davis' office. Kerry Douglas, come to Doyle Davis' office. I get in there, same white guy, pull them glasses down. He said, you nigga rich now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lord. Yeah, yeah. He actually said that? Yeah. Yeah, he wow. said. Wow. He said, you nigga rich now. Wow. He said, let me share something with you, young man. You're as only good as your last sale. And right now, you ain't got no sales on that board. So that means you ain't no good to me. And I never forgot that. Um, now, actually, I became salesman of the month again, you know, because I was just a dog like that. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I was a dog like that. But, but that resonated to me. And um, in everything that I do, you know, you're only as good. I'm surprised you wouldn't, that phrasing, you weren't offended by it. Like, just before you before you finish the story, what were you feeling when he said that? Because my response, I think, would have been, I probably that probably would have been my last day. Why was that not your last day? But Why I, did you, I, you I, heard I, it? I, you I knew exactly who he was. He was the same guy I was. It's all about let's make this happen. Mm. It, 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 he said it in, in motivation. At the end of the day, I buried him. Many many years later, I end up burying him. Wow. Uh, yeah, and this guy was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. But he was like a father to me. And uh, he was right. You were not offended. No, I was being nigger rich. Wow. And I think we still act like that today. Mm. We don't understand the, um, the complexity of wealth, money. Uh, you know, I think that we're acting that way now. Uh, it's causing a lot of the uh, negative in our community right now, I mean, you know, hell, look like rappers is a, worse than being a police officer, it's a dangerous business right mm. now. I was talking to a, one of the video guys uh, who was telling me that he was shooting a video and he, shooting a video on a rapper and one of his guys got killed, you know. It's, on it's, a video shoot? Yeah, wow. yeah, I mean, because it's that dangerous because we have that mindset and don't know it. We, don't, we have a nigger rich mindset. Mm. And I don't even like that word, but. It is what it is. Okay. Uh, we we're 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 playing a dangerous game right now. There's a lot of stuff going on around us, and we're just letting it go. You know, it's just it's crazy right now. I just I hope I hope it gets better. So obviously, you know, how long do you think you stay at this uh, car place selling cars? Oh, I, I there I was there for a couple of years. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what I did, uh, so I'm, I got to tell you how I got in the music business. So because I'm trying to figure out the transition you go from school okay, okay. because it didn't sound like you did music in school. No, no. Sound like it, to me it didn't even sound like you were interested in music. No, you, no. You, you may not have ever. I don't. It didn't sound like you picked up an instrument. Yeah, no, I pick up instrument. I was well, terrible. You know I, mean? I was terrible though. I got that's and I got that. Okay. You, you probably were not the greatest on the instruments. Right. Uh, your voice probably wouldn't. You know, it didn't. <laughs> none it, of that. It didn't sound like Zacardi's voice. No, Let me put it like that. None of that. None uh, of that. 
So you didn't sound like you wrote songs. So I'm, I'm trying to hear where the music comes from, but we'll get to it. Okay. So I'm noticing in your story so far, though, I have heard nothing about the love of music and how it drove you to this place. Something else drove you to this place. Yeah. And I know we'll get there. Right. So speaking yeah. of driving, so you at the, the spot, salesman of the month, obviously. You're doing it for a couple of years. You're successful at it. Yeah. You're doing very, pretty good, obviously. Very successful. You could continue doing that, and you never really have to go into the music business. You were doing very well yeah, in the car Yeah, business. yeah, yeah. So what I end up doing is part of my success is... Uh, we started doing uh, events on Saturdays at the dealership. You know, you had the balloons, yeah, the hot yeah, dogs, yeah, and, yeah. and all that. So uh, I started saying, you know what? Why don't I bring some entertainment in? So the general manager was like, cool, cool. So I would bring, uh, you know, our Big Steve and all these guys have all these artists come to town. Well, I cut them another little check and they come by the dealership on the Saturday and sign some oh, autographs. Only Big Steve in Houston I know was a, was a rap a lot, Big Steve. Is this another Big Steve? No, Big Steve. Oh, oh the Big Steve that did the clubs. Yeah, clubs. Oh, yeah, he no, just, okay, he yeah, just yeah, recently yeah, yeah. he just recently passed. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a great person. Yeah. I really liked him. He was always yeah. nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all watching this don't know who we talking about. Yeah. Big Steve, he was, in the, he was in the club business. Club business. With Captain Jack. Captain that, Jack that and Big Steve. Steve. Yeah. Oh, wow. He just passed away? Yeah. That is unfortunate. Yeah. Really good dude. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, blew me away with that. So I remember, I remember bringing MC Light. They came in and do something at uh, Boomerang, whatever them clubs yeah, were called yeah, back yeah. then. And I'd contact them. They come into the dealership. I get the dealership to cut them a check. So I started uh, uh, using uh, artists to come town to draw crowds into the dealership. So the people would come in. If MC Light there or Mary J. Blige there. Stop when, right there. What what made you think that that was a good idea? I'm just curious. Like, what made you sit there and go, "Oh, we should have entertainment at the uh, car dealership"? Yeah, yeah. What, Be, what was because we would we would uh, bring the radio stations in. They okay. would do their live remotes, and so you, I just put two and two together. You thought that okay? I'm just I was just curious. So you brought all these artists in. Obviously, yeah. it went well. Yeah, Funky Larry was back there in the day, yeah. and Jimmy Olsen, and wow, all them guys, and Greg Street. <laughs> How long you I go back? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you got history here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I would connect them with the radio. That's how I got to meet people at the radio. I connected everybody, mm -hmm. and boom. So you know, it made me sell more cars because I got more people come in. More black people came in, sold more cars. Everything went well. And then um, at that time, I said, "Wow, well, uh, what if I just created my own artist and I could just keep all the money?" You know. <laughs> So I, that's when I, my very first artist was, uh, I don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. My very first artist was uh, Jay Real. I, I thought that you was some musician and you transitioned there. So, all right, so you're at the car dealership, you get this great idea. You know what? I'm going to get my own artist. How did you find Jay Real and put him on? By the way, for y'all watching, Jay Real was huge in, in Houston in the 90s, had a huge song called Do You. Let me do you again. And yeah. I just remember Kerry Douglas asked me to be on it. So somewhere <laughs> is a version of me rapping on it. Yeah. <laughs> Bad idea for me and him, but it's somewhere floating out there. I just thought about it when you said that. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, I started doing the Where'd rap. You meet, where'd you meet him at? Where'd you meet Jay uh, I, met, I met I met them guys in college. They was in college at okay. Prairie View. Yeah. You know, at, at that at that part of the game, I started dealing with the street boys. <laughs> I started dealing with the street boys, the Colombians, and you know, I was dealing with the street boys. 
I want to make sure I keep this this, this floating, <laughs> so I'm not gonna dig deep into that story yeah. right there. But what made you think that Jay Real Jay Real would be a good artist? What was it about him? And when was Jay Real part of a group first? Yeah, first it was just Jay Real and uh, his producer Napoleon. Jay okay. Real and Napoleon. Yeah. Then uh, eventually I put him with some other guys called Explicit. Explicit. Yeah, I put them all together, and you know we was kind of uh, you know it was in the streets. <laughs> we're dealing with the street boys. But it was R&B. R&B and some rap, hip hop. Yeah. We're doing concerts. I mean, back then we would do shows. We'd get old boys. You know, them boys, them Colombians had that money and they needed to do something with it. And, <laughs> say no more. Please, <laughs> please, say no more. And so that's how, that, that's how that started, way back when. But it seemed to be, that was successful for you. Yeah. Yeah, J. Reel was successful. Yeah. So what makes you say, I'm going to continue doing this? And at what point do you quit working at the dealership? Oh, I, yeah, I'm quit by now. I'm, I'm strictly... So you, you, you quit. Yeah, my office is at the Arena Tower Theater. And you we, say, I'm just going to put all I got into yeah, this. Yeah, we're bringing shows. We're doing concerts. Uh, again, I like the street boys. Something happened. Something happened with uh, one of my people that um, changed my life at the time. Um, and I pretty much... Uh, we were doing real well with the, 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 uh, the hip-hop and the R&B. And um, something happened. It was a near-death experience for me, mm-hmm. and there was a death experience for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And um, the only thing I had left was uh, my cousin's CD, who I was doing as a favor, Reverend E. Stewart and the Stewart Singers, mm-hmm. a song called I Believe. Um, and that's I was just doing it for a favor. I had lots of money, and they needed some help. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a regular music business, and I... When I when this traumatic situation happened, you know, I, I can remember just sitting down and just looking at that CD that I just produced just to be doing something. And, um, you know, I told God that uh, if he get me out of this, that I'm going to serve him for the rest of my life. And I got out of it. And that's when I started with that gospel CD, that song, I believe, and took wow. it worldwide. Now, was that... Before, because I know you had a magazine that you would do in addition to the music you were releasing, the gospel music you were releasing. Was that before all that happened? That was before. This was in '89. Really? Okay. Yeah. So this was in '89, and as I grew, because wasn't the magazine like a gospel? And I yeah. don't remember for sure, to be honest with you, Kerry. I could be lying. It was called the Gospel Truth Magazine. Ah. It was called the Gospel okay. Truth Magazine, and it was a full colored, wonderful magazine that had a CD in, into it. Right. And people were like, why did you put a CD in this magazine? The way you get your music out there. Yeah, yeah. So I, Very good concept. Yeah, so it was. I had a way to get my music out there. And uh, just show you how God blessed me, man. That was the uh, that was the largest uh, distributed gospel publication in the world. We went to all of the Walmart store, stores, all forty nine hundred wow, of them. I didn't know that. Yeah, and and I made a good little profit on it because most magazines were priced at two dollars, three dollars. My magazine was priced at like eight, nine, ten dollars because it had a free CD in it. Every one of them. So it's a long story how how that come up too. Um, um, and I guess I say I'll let to say this. And it it actually comes up to now in the music business. You have to understand that you're not really in the music business. You are in the sales business. Mm. You are in the marketing business. As you notice right now, I don't say a lot about I'm in the record business because it's not a record business. It's a media 
business right now. And unless you know how to turn that curve and understand how to um, monetize the media, then you like a brother walking around still wearing a Jerry curl. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> some some are. Yeah, some some are out here still saying, you know, they're operating this business like it used to operate back in the day. Yeah, but that's not but um, now it's, it's, it's different. And you don't want to operate in the days of fades and ball fades. You don't want to be wearing a Jerry curl. So you need to catch on to what's happening in the music business now. And uh, we teach that. We, it's, it's, I mean, you know, what we do is real deep. A lot of people say, you know, you do gospel music. Well, mm -hmm. I do gospel music because it became a passion of mine. Um, I would guess if I put the same time that I put in and the same marketing um, unique ideas that I put into um, gospel, if I would have done that in hip hop, I probably would, would be on the level of a, a P. Diddy or a Jay-Z, probably bigger, actually. Mm, okay. Yeah, because one thing about me, I understood um, marketing, distribution. I understood that very early in the yeah, game. You did. You know, you so. one of, I, I, I can attest to that. Yeah. Uh, like I said, you were a controversial figure, but you, you did things your way and no one could doubt the success that you were having. Now, here's my thing. Did you know that you were successful when you were doing what you were doing? And when did you know for sure you were a success at what you were doing? Actually, I didn't really find out I was a success at what I'm doing until uh, the the uh, when uh, the CD market crashed. Okay. You know, uh, well, the, the my manager, and explain that you okay. said the CD. Well, market. let's say when Obama got in office, the uh, Facebook and Instagram all that started coming. Mm -hmm. My magazine, we went out of business after doing millions of dollars in sales with that magazine. We went out of business. Because uh, life changed as yes. we knew it, so people wasn't reading print anymore. Um, you know, everybody's jumping on the internet. So uh, we used to manufacture our records, send them to the distributor, distributor send them to the record store. Uh, record store. They sell them. Eventually, our money gets back to us every now and then. Sometimes <laughs> we get it back. You know. So, so I was doing well then and didn't really know it because I was selling, you know, on Keith Wonderboy Johnson. We were selling 150, 200,000 records. And, and that's we, independent. That's independent that at, at ten dollars a whack. Great. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. We was doing that a lot that's, back then. That's in in <laughs> that's almost like you're really like a major. Yeah. 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 Money wise. Money wise, yeah. I've I've always made money in this business like the majors. I mean, yeah. Uh, in my little world, yeah, I mean, I, I, didn't, I never uh, jump up. I'm never flashy, never this, I'm never, but in my world, I'm happy in my world. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I like to say to a lot of entrepreneurs and artists. Find out who you are and be happy in your world and try to make that work for you. Don't worry about what the next man's doing because there's too much of that going on right now. We worry about who got the biggest chain and who got the biggest this, and now we got to worry about who's going to live to the next day because y'all no, worried about that stuff. But anyway, to answer your question. Wait, you? stop. I'm, I'm curious because the, the industry crashed. Why didn't you take the uh, magazine Gospel Truth? Why didn't you just go online with it? Um, or were you just so blown away, like panic mode, like, I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. Uh, because a lot of people did. A lot of people didn't make it during that time. Right. Transition was hard. And everybody thought everybody thought the music industry was dead. Exactly. Well, everybody. I could I couldn't make that transitions because uh, 
we didn't understand the internet then either. Mm. <laughs> I was just trying to get you to say, didn't you? nobody, but nobody did. Nobody I'm understood. I'm still trying it. to straighten out stuff from my record label from back then because I didn't care about digital. Right. Chameleonaire, who we had on the label, was he was way ahead of all of us. I thought whatever this kid is doing, hey, I want to do this. Yeah, Chameleon, you do it. I don't care what you do. And now, you know, look at him. Yeah. Totally yeah. richer than everybody else. Yes. So I just wanted you to mention that, like, it was a panic, I think, for a lot of people that transition from analog and, and, and you know, mm-hmm. physical property to this digital world where you can't touch anything. Right. I'll be honest, it was hard for me. You know, you start talking about MP3s at first, oh, now yeah. streaming, but at first when they were talking about it, was all foreign to all of us. Yeah, it's still so it, foreign to me. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's amazing, man, how, you know, uh, let's just talk about, like, now, you know, I own my own TV network. Right. And like uh, two years ago, I was just buying all this expensive equipment that I didn't even know how to open the case up. You on. still don't. Yeah, I still don't know how to open the case. But you know, um, if you see things before you see them, that's a uh, that's a good sign. You have to see it before you see it. Because if you now, don't, is that you now? And I'm, I'm and I'm asking that because I want to get to the TV stuff and a lot of this stuff. These awards, I really want to get in depth about it. But I really wanted to know who you are. Did you were you able to see that transition then? Like you said, all of a sudden you were making this money and then that stopped. And you didn't make the transition to digital, but you obviously did something because you got all these awards and a lot of these awards are just from this year and last year. Yeah, what I somebody watching five years from now, 20, <laughs> 2021 and twenty twenty two were these years. Yeah, and there's a lot of more of them downstairs. I just didn't put them all up. <laughs> In my community, we call that capping, y'all. But it's true, but it's true. true. I can't be mad for brother's accomplishment. But instead of panicking, what did you do? Well, I saw this because, uh, first of all, one thing that I never did back then Mm -hmm. was I never signed a record deal for my stuff. I but that always, could have been the downfall of you, too. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. I just wanted I, to throw that I out could there. look at it and say that. Right. But because I owned all of my masters. Yes, sir. Uh, and once I decided to get into the digital thing, mm-hmm. so now it's like I don't have to manufacture records. But what made you, how'd you know that you had to embrace that? Again, a lot of people did were not able to embrace that transition. Why were you able, and how did you know that, okay, okay. I'm only going to survive? Because, again, and I'm sorry, y'all, but I got to be clear about this because I had a record label. Well, I have a record label that still exists to this day, just like Mr. Douglas. But a lot of people did not make the transition well. I'm just trying to figure out how did you make the transition, and you're still now in a place where, you know what? I am still successful in this streaming world. Okay. It's, it which, was, is, which is also hard because it's gospel. Yes. And so you have a different demographic yes. who were very but let's, a, let's attached leave, to but their let's, physical let, world. Let's okay? leave it right there. Okay. Let's leave it right there. So one of the reasons why I started doing gospel also is I knew that it had a long shelf life. It does. So I knew it had a long shelf very life. Very long. Yeah. One song can be a hit for... Long time. <laughs> Long time. So, <laughs> yeah. So, and I knew that it, like in, in investments, it's sometimes you have your short-term investments and you have your long-term investments. Yes, sir. So when the CD market crashed, I still had a layover period with gospel mm-hmm. because people were still buying CDs. 
Got you see you. what I'm saying? Got, told and, you. And, that's what I, yeah. Yeah, and then also. That market, that market was still, still a physical market. market. Yeah, and then you got to look at, uh, I had a captive market at that time. Absolutely. Yeah, because you got church on Sunday. Yes, sir. You got church on Wednesday. You got church <laughs> all the time. So uh, we would go into the churches, sell sell the CDs, hand-to-hand, sell those okay. CDs, build our, keep our audience going, and we, we kept it going. And so because I own my own catalog, I didn't have to wait for somebody to send me some product. I manufactured my own product. If I needed to make some money, I book a show and I just go make some money. That gotcha. was just it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you survived. There was no there was no low in the period for you. Like I said, when that transition happened, even with the major companies, everybody took a dip. Everybody. Right. Know? There's graphs out there that show like everybody like, oh no. Steve Jobs messed it up for all of us. Yeah. We're, we're gonna now, I think I think all of my lows in life came exclusively through me. <laughs> They were and personal loans. They're personal loans. Yes, sir. Yeah. Never all, business, though. Yeah, never business. I, I've always been a successful businessman. Wow. I've always, uh, uh, I mean, I made. You don't think you ever took an L anywhere in business? They, they've, they've all been W's? I just think the the whole picture has been a W. Actually, I got Yeah, you. yeah. There, there's some L's, but the whole picture. But it's the big, yeah. The big yeah, because is. I've always, like, had something else going on. Absolutely. You know, either I. I had this hot artist, or I have this great marketing concept, or you know, or I could get your record played. Mm-hmm. So, like right now, I can, you know, you if I can get my record played, I can get your record played. Right, I got. But you. I'm just going to charge you to get it played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before you start capping again. No, no, I'm just saying. No, I want to. I want to ask because to me, and you and I know you will correct me, but for me, I didn't really like go. Oh. Carrie out there really doing it until I saw James Fortune. Like some of the other names you mentioned before him, mm-hmm. I was not that privy of because I got out the gospel world because it was hurting me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had some gospel artists too. Yeah. And I just, I think when you're doing it for the Lord, there was just other things at play and it, it, it just didn't sometimes. Right. Anyway, I don't want to. Well, you was too good of a guy. See, they call, <laughs> they call, they call me, they call me the Suge Knight of gospel, which I don't like that. I didn't well, like that name. Well, well, I didn't like that name. It seemed appropriate. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I think you're a good person, but you do have a, uh, you have a very aggressive, uh, you, at one time, you had a very aggressive personality. And I don't, I never, here's the funny thing. I never took it as bad. Mm-hmm. I think you knew what you wanted. You knew how you wanted it. And I think you, for whatever reason, you were arrogant enough to believe that you were going to get it. Yes. And what I've noticed, and, and this is why I do this. There and this is not arrogant in the I'm better than you way, but there's an arrogance in a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to, because you believe whatever it is in there, <laughs> you actually believe you can do it, and it makes you different from other people. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I talk to people like you and all the other ones is I'm trying to find out what that is, and why everyone is not born to have it, and is it because of something that happened in their life? Like, I'm listening to things in your past, and I'm like, oh, this tells me why this guy was super focused on this, because I ain't have time to worry about no friends, because nobody was befriending me, and they were calling me names because I was darker than them. You know, I'm picking out all this. Yeah. You know? And so it extra made him focus on, well, you know what? I'm going to be so successful that your name calling, your this, your that, you're going to have to, you have to, you have to respect me. Right. So- 
I just find it interesting that you're able to make the transition that you've made and watch. So to me, using the Shig Knight name is not in disrespect, but it's your person. It's your, I got this goal and my artist is going to be number one. Mm-hmm. And until that happens, I'm not going to I'm a Shig Knight my way through this, even though it's gospel. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes that's why people take it that way. But if, if I'm an artist, this is going to sound bad. I'm going to want you, I'm going to want the Shig Knight <laughs> guy of gospel to be that guy for me. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you got to look, man, like the magazine. I mean, I told you, I don't remember if I even graduated from high school. I went up there. Oh, I, I didn't. You yeah, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't graduate. I didn't even I didn't. open up the little thing, so I'm not really for sure that it was really <laughs> oh, probably you graduated. Then, yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, But I understand yeah, you, that yeah, wasn't your concern. Yeah, can you imagine? Else. Again, I'm not the brightest. I'm not the brightest one in the school. I'm not, but I owned one of the largest gospel magazines. I owned a magazine. I orchestrated a deal yeah. to put a magazine into Walmart. Walmart. That's I orchestrated that deal, man. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and, that, at, at a, and, a, and that was a different time, too. To, to hear that in 2022, somebody like, oh, that might be simple. But no, that's year, not simple. It's still not simple. No. But back then, it was really, really hard, especially being a person of color. Yes. Trying to get some product in there. It, impossible. Yeah. So. And, I, and, and just real quick story. Even when I got them to bring the magazine in, I'm thinking I'd overcame the situation, but guess what they said? Oh, Mr. Douglas, you can have this magazine in our stores, but you need to give us 4,000 corrugated boxes. I said, what's a corrugated box? Oh, that's a little <laughs> thing that sits on the uh, on the thing there? Yeah. I'm like, well, how much that box cost? Oh, wholesale cost, about 30 bucks. <laughs> $30 times 4,000, and you want to put it in Oh, wow. Can you imagine? Poor black boy. But you figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See something that, something that black people don't know. If somebody give you an invoice, you can factor that invoice. Now, what does that mean? See, see, see. No, for real. Somebody's why they like. What does that mean? Uh so if a company, a Fortune 500 company like Anderson or Walmart, but Anderson was a distributor for Walmart, mm-hmm. they give you an invoice and say uh, we ordered. Uh, 20,000 magazines, and that invoices $800,000 or whatever. You can go to companies and say, I have this invoice. I want to you to factor, lend me money with my bad credit self at the time. But I'm showing you. But that I'm showing I, you I already, I already got, got this, this, this thing. Going, right. So I'm going to probably right. sell X amount, yeah. percentage of that. So yeah. front me the dollars. Front me the dollars. So I'll be able to so do I what I got So I can pull do. off this, this thing. Absolutely. And I learned that because in that process of me doing business, I had got into the trucking business. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm a, like you said, a serial entrepreneur. So, <laughs> so when I figured out that uh, when you go and do a load uh, and there's companies that pay you for your loads before the big company pays you, I say, well, if they factor... My loads, I can see if I can get them to factor my invoices. Yeah. I mean, it's a long story how that whole thing nah, happened. But, I, but I'm glad I mean, that you yeah, I'm saving it. that for my movie. Okay, a movie? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, 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 Lord we we ain't talking about me. I'm, my, man, I'm, I'm, we're getting in the film now. We're getting in the film and television. The, is the movie going to be about you? That now, we, we're so, I'm going to get back to where I was, but okay. it's, it's going to be a movie about uh, you? I got to do one about my life story. Okay. Yeah, I got to do it because okay. it's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, think, I yeah. think a lot of the things you said, yeah. I, here, here's what's intriguing. This is going to throw the people off, but your life is different. This is going to sound really bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Your life is a little different when you're dark-skinned. Yes, we, and when you talk about that, 
I don't know how to have that conversation. I think only when you're dark skin you get it because people are like, oh, you just black because black people already have a situation. But even within our community, there's there's black there's, and then there's, there's colorism. Black. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. Colorism look at that. Too. Uh, we we at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we at the, <laughs> we at the bottom, baby. That's no, why we gotta fight hard. You know, right. So your mentality is different, and and I'm not saying everybody that's dark skin their fight is different. Because so, sometimes you know it's just it might be just life. Right. And everybody handles life differently. Your handling it was you became successful. Somebody else may not be able to break barriers or to be strong enough to walk through name calling or seeming different than everybody yeah. else and and being able to position yourself and get on top. Again, there's something you and I use the word arrogance again, but and I'm probably using the wrong word, but there's something inside of you that says, I don't care what they say, I'm still gonna achieve. I'ma still have the beautiful woman, I'ma still have this. Cause I had that problem when I was young too. I'll come with this girl that looks like this and my friends would be like, that's not your girlfriend. I'm like Yeah, yeah. Because you're di- you're because I look a certain way or I have a certain color, you don't think I have the ability to have this kind right. of woman. We have to fight harder. We have to talk harder. But I'm like, that's your low self-esteem. Right. I, I didn't feel like for me, let's, I had time. Let's, for let's say high self self-esteem instead of arrogance. Uh, okay, yeah. self-esteem. Your yeah, self-esteem is different. Yeah, I like that. It's I like a, that. Sometimes it's, it's over. It's really, really, really high. Um, so you have to have it, and yeah, there's nobody, and there's nobody there to uh, to prop you up when you fall, so to speak. Especially, right. I can tell now you're loner. I'm the same way. There's nobody there for real. There's nobody there that says, "Oh, son, do it," or right. "Kid, do it." You just there's something. There has to be something in you that says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it." Regardless. I'm gonna succeed. Yeah. So in that. My dark skin brother, I'm gonna salute you too, but that's not what this story about. <laughs> okay. The dark skin story, another day. Right. Uh, you've made all these achievements. I don't know anything about. I know that you are out there doing something, Mr. Douglas. I don't really know that you out there doing it, doing it until I see James Fortune. What was it about Fortune that made you say, "Oh yeah, he has it"? Well, James Fortune came to me with a CD trying to sound like Kurt Franklin. And I, I, I told him, hey, no, no, you need to go back and, you know, you can do your, you don't sing, but you can do your talk stuff. But I think you should just minister over music. You know, Kurt does a lot of kind of chanting and rapping over the music. I told James, look, go and do minister over the music. So James was the first mainstream, quote unquote, to gospel artist that I had. He was the first one that looked, that looked good. That looked good. <laughs> Okay. I never, I, really, I never really thought yeah, about it. Yeah, I was it. dealing with quartet music. I was dealing with traditional quartet music. So you were looking, now so are you making him a sex symbol of gospel. <laughs> I never thought about well, this. Well, it's not that. I'm just saying it was mainstream. You thought that he had an, an appealing look that could, that, that could cross over. That, that it ain't even crossing over. It's just you sound just as bad as yeah. the folks did in the early days of R. Unfortunately, it wasn't even, you know, because you got to look at uh, at that time, gospel music was going from the, it was Canton, the Canton spirits yes, was a Kirk yes, Franklin. Yeah. So Kirk Franklin. And Kirk and had his own. Yeah. He had his own boundaries on him too. He he, he had to fight through because right. what he did. You Short know, man the, complex, right? I don't know about that. Oh, okay. I love Kirk. <laughs> yeah. I think, but he was in a battle too because Everybody, he, he yeah. was a, it was New. he was not traditional. Right. So when Kirk comes out, he's he's almost blasphemy. Yeah. Uh so to see guys like him and, and what you've done with the James Fortunes and the like. Uh, is pretty incredible uh, because it changed the industry. 
because yeah. the industry was one particular way for a long, long time. time. They were gatekeepers. And, and they wouldn't let anybody, take it from me, because I had, you know, yeah. paid it for, I had the soul music side of gospel. They would, you couldn't get in. Not unless you, you, uh, you couldn't, kick I, your no, door well, down. No, yeah, okay. I'm glad you used that word. Thank <laughs> you. ignite them. Uh, sometimes I got, I know you put stuff out there the way it is. Yeah. And that's not what this is about. But yeah, you you actually fought through in a way that, and I just couldn't do it, Mr. Douglas. I just, You're right. You're again, a good guy. You're a good guy. No, it's not that I'm You're good. You're a good it's, black if you man. Tell, <laughs> I'm a bad listen, black listen, man. <laughs> if you say, all I'm, I'm going to say this and then we're going to move on. If you say you're doing it for Jesus and you're doing it for the Lord, that's what we got to be doing it for. Right. Now, once you learn that there's other things at play for, for a layman, a guy that was not of it, it was confusing for me. Yes. I and after I, I saw that, I'm like, I can't, I don't want to participate in that game. Right. I already understood it from a hip hop perspective right. because I had those artists and did not want to participate. I did not want to participate. Even if your artist was good and would still make waves, the game still made you participate. Even though you're like, I'm not doing that. Well, I know you already got these 50 spins, but if you really want them to keep doing what they're doing, there's a... Anyway, we're yeah. getting, I don't want to go there. If y'all want that, y'all can talk to us independently off video because <laughs> I don't want to disparage the industry that yeah. gave me so much. Right. So that's not what this is about. It's about Kerry Douglas and uh, his uh, enormous rise to power. <laughs> <laughs> we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't made it all the way there yet. We still got a lot and of I, energy. And I don't want to tell too much of it because I know you, now that you told me that you're trying to uh, do your own story, and I think you, I think it's an interesting story. I just think you're interesting, Shig Knight. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kerry Douglas. Uh, no disrespect to Shig. But I, I really do think your story is, is interesting. Now, uh, just a little bit more about fortune. When did you know? Did you know immediately? What did you hear? What song did you hear? You like, oh, we're, we're, we're pushing um, this to the top. The, the song, it, it, nothing that you did was accidental. No, no, it was the, all purpose. Yeah, yeah. Some song, people, everything I did on my label was all accident. Paul and Cam, accident. Everything was an accident. Thank you, God. It was all accident, though. No, the song "You Survived." Um, that was his first song, and um, I knew at that time he was a special songwriter because he's a Absolutely. songwriter. A lot yes. of people. He's not a singer. He's a writer. So he's a great songwriter. And he's great. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And, um, and I knew that we would build, I knew we'd build him and he would become a stable in the gospel community. You felt that from, from jump? Yeah. I knew it. See, that's that arrogant thought I was talking about. But it's not arrogance. It's just your belief that, oh, this can go to the top. Yeah. And, and it does. Yes. And, and James becomes this phenom. Yeah. And we packaged Zicardi with him. So we knew we were going to do the same thing that the rappers were doing. But when uh, before I knew that Zacardi was, spe- was special. I knew was special. I didn't even know Zacardi was on your label. Oh yeah. And then you had this one big song. This is when I was still working uh, in radio, and a lot of people didn't know that I was a APD music director at Magic, and I was just trying to be supportive because Zacardi was the homeboy. I'm like, oh yeah, this is Magic. You know, <laughs> older. Oh yeah, we can play some gospel up over yeah. here. And then like, oh, that's Kerry Douglas. Kerry <laughs> Douglas. What are you doing with Zicardi, man? His whole family, by the way, is incredible. Yes. His whole family it's is. Insane. Oh, Hello. my God. I've never. Yeah. They should be tearing down the industry. But that's a whole other story. So we, we, were doing a, we were doing a feature back then. You know, mm-hmm. everybody now, they do features. Right. Yeah. I was already on the features. So I knew that. I understand. I knew you're the trailblazer. Yeah. Sir. I knew this was going to come out of that. Yeah. And so you, you featured him on something and. Uh, all the James stuff. 
Because James is Oh, a, you're right. James isn't you're a sure singer. Right. James right. is a I'm writer. I'm sorry. You're, I'm, you're, you got to remind me. That's why yeah. I'm here talking to you. You got to remind me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. And what made you say, oh, I just need to put him on? Phenomenal voice, man. It was, man. He's got the he's got the best voice in the industry. I think R and B Argyle's voice. He's got a phenomenal. He's voice. very deserving of whatever he gets, man. It's like Houston is really. And this is on so many other levels. There's so many uh, uh, talented individuals. Crazy talented, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that this guy was able to break through. Especially in guy. I'm telling you, man. I don't know. And that's my other question to you. What gives you this magical gift where you were able to cut through in gospel? Here's this black dude, as you like to say, blacker than everybody else. The name of your label is Black Smoke Music. You, you're <laughs> proud of it and you yeah. wear your darkness with pride. Yes. Uh, how were you able to, uh, as we call it, should night your way through uh, and have the successes and number ones that you've been able to do? What What is it? Man, this is really... Um just the grace of God. God anoints you in, in so many different ways. And like, I don't know why he put his favor on me. I have no idea. I don't even deserve it. <laughs> I, I don't I agree. You don't yeah, deserve yeah, it. No, I, 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 I don't deserve it. No, man. but you, you have an eye and, and a lot of people just don't have it. Right. So I'm, I'm really trying <laughs> at this point now, I've learned some of your story. There's more obviously to tell. You can tell it when you have your story to tell, but how do you have the eye to know that these people that you're 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 hooking up with, finding, co-dealing with, whatever, that they have it? Well, this might sound a little arrogant. Go ahead. That's what this is. Actually, they got me. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so there's a lot of talent out here. Yeah, there is. It's a lot of you. Uh, you know. You know, in the car business, you says ask for every seat. Well, there's a talent born every day. You know, mm. somebody's born every day. So once you have your your uh, your pattern laid out, like okay, so if I'm if I'm talking, looking at you, if I see you, you know, you got a good performance, uh, if you got a good following, you know, you got to have some things laid out. I like to talk about the industry like this. Uh, I like to tell artists uh, a record label is no different than a bank. When you go to when you go to purchase your car, your home, the first thing the, the bank is going to ask you is, what's your credit score? <laughs> right? So when I look what's at the artist, artist credit? what's your, yeah, yeah. What's your what's... artist score? So, okay. So if you're going to buy a house, it's what's your credit score? Okay. If you're going to buy a car, it's what's your credit score? Because they're going to give you that money based on credit your previous score. credit. So I'm going to look at you and say, what's your artist score? And you base that on what? I base that on your social media presence right now. I base that on uh, your performance, I, uh, your workability. Because mm-hmm. if, if you want to go a house, go get a house. You know, have even a, in gospel, you worried about social. Oh yeah, really? I didn't know what church you're affiliated with. Um, what they got to do with it? I'm a, a lot, good singer. I mean, you got to look. At, you got to you know. There's a lot of good singers. <laughs> a, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of good singers. There's a lot okay. of great, matter of fact, the best people in gospel don't even sing. Mm. Okay. They're marketers. So it's, it's, it's understanding the industry. And a lot of people need to understand you are your own, you know, you, you are the person that makes it happen for you. Like record labels, you know, we're about to be, we're about to be gone. So we have to understand how to read 
uh, reinvent ourselves as a record company. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah. how do you reinvent yourself now that you realize like, okay, I'm not a record company anymore. What are you then? Uh, be connected in different marketing tools, marketing situations, uh, understand um, the vi- the business relationships. Mm-hmm. Like you have to build relationships. Relationships are taking me places that money would never take me. Just so, simple relationships. So business is still about relationships. Business is, is like still some about of the stuff. I'm for for a reason. I'm highlighting when you say it because it can apply to anything. Yes. Not just what you do. No. Okay. Yeah, it's still relationships. I mean, I had a relationship with you, and you got a relationship with me. Absolutely. Um, there's people that I might want to be connected to that you connected that you could hook me up through through your relationship, mm. based on some of the things that you know that I got and I can do. Absolutely. For instance, uh, we met a guy earlier today about a video guy who, because relationship, he knows animations, and hey, right, I'm right. trying to create this uh, kids program that needs mm. to be animated. Mm. It's all about, re- everything is about relationships. I got you. And that's something that we don't understand and we're not maturing enough. We're not nurturing enough is our relationships. Well, it's, okay, let me say this too about relationships. It's hard because a person, say a person like, they might not know how to establish that relationship. Mm-hmm. They might not know who they need to be talking to. And they don't want to come across like they're using somebody like, oh, I'm just getting to know mm-hmm. this person so I can use them. A lot of your relationships with people that you've actually, you've done business with, you've got to know, you know them, and then all of a sudden, hey man, could you possibly help me out with this? I'll help you out with that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So your business is a byproduct of some of the relationships that you yeah, have well, as well. Yeah, well, I just told you earlier, it's hard for me to even develop relationships. That was one of the hardest things, that was one of the hardest things for me to do. So if that was the hardest thing for me I find that so hard to believe. I mean, I understand your story now. I'm glad you said that though. Yeah, a guy that was so blocked off how does he start establishing relationships with people because to me you have an ease of talking if we had to take your phone out of here because i know that you'll keep talking on the phone right. trying to do four different things at one, at one time. time i know your wife hates you yes you're trying to be a daddy trying okay. to be a businessman then you'll have three or other four things like i said you're a serial yeah, entrepreneur we, we had two meetings going on while i was here right while you're here while yeah. you're, you're supposed to be in a meeting right yeah, now yeah, that, but, but that's that's just hey, you but I, the, I got the meeting people listening to the interview and they're gonna catch on to who i am right then and right there this guy so they, they don't but know relation, about everything but how did you so how did you was it a barrier you had to break as a as a person um you know i think you just have to be good at what you do just be good at it because because you're not afraid to talk to people. Even though you no. might say that you're a little blocked off, I've not ever known you to be one who, and you're not scary either. No. There's some figures that you would have conversations with knowing that it could yeah. compromise your physicalness. Right. I'll put it like that. <laughs> but you could, you one of those people that you could still have that conversation. And as yeah. far as I know, you've always pretty much come out yeah. unscathed. Uh, yeah. So it's, a, it's also a skill mm-hmm. that you have. Everyone doesn't have that. Why do you think you have it? Uh, it was embedded in me, my life. Can somebody that don't that does not have yeah, that skill, you can it? learn okay. it. I mean, there's you can learn a skill. You can learn that. I, I mean, I learned mine from just the bottom doing up it. ground. Yeah, doing it. You know, and another thing about about relationships, man. So, um, I was telling you earlier about this this young man that. Um, that uh, back oh, the lacy kid yeah, yeah, that you yeah, met I, years ago that you hooked up that yeah. you didn't know that you was touching his life. Yeah, I never knew. Now I was he's touching big time. I think what Fetty Wap he's done some mixing and mastering for. Uh, who else? There was 
Orbit, what was some of the other names he mentioned? Erica Banks. Erica Banks, he did like all, all of her stuff, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. It was somebody else, but he's doing a lot of work. He's, yeah, he's got a lot um, of, uh, what is that record he got? That triple, what did y'all call it? Triple Diamond? Oh, yeah. I think that was the Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap yeah. is the one that went. So let me just tell you about this kid, man. Uh, about, he was about 18, 19 years ago. Years old. I was at the Guitar Center. I went in there to buy my son this drum machine and uh, met the kid. Mm-hmm. His name was Jay Lacey. Uh, I didn't know, I, you know, like I tell you, I always buy stuff and don't know what to do with it. So, serial uh, all kinds yeah. of problems you got. Serial yeah. buyer, just yeah. So I paid him. He came to the house. He set up a little in house studio back then. It's over 20 years ago. And um, he he was there. He stayed there. He, you know, learned how to work the stuff and he learned his engineering skills right there. Wow. So now, 20 years later, he's over there making, he's over traveling there making, the world, yeah, making traveling big money, world, making doing millions all the big of dollars. dollars. And him. he just reminded me of this the other day. Wow. I was uh, at the studio with Creflo Dollar uh, in Atlanta. I flew back and I got this text. Creflo I, Dollar doing music? Yeah. I ain't, I ain't just, the gospel word. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we just did a deal. God damn. <laughs> yeah, in, a, in our community, what he did is called capping. But <laughs> no, it's no, no, no. no. But anyway, Jay, Jay Creflo, Lace, Creflo don't sing, though, huh? Uh, but, you know. I, <laughs> You know, uh, he gonna do his thing now. Ministering over music. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 I got you. I got you, brother. You know? I got you. Say no more. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Mr. Carefalo Dollar, yeah. and uh, uh, I know it will be a fruitful venture for you. Yeah. But J.C. Lacey reminded me, man, you 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 poured into my life wow. at a time, um, you know, that I didn't even know. I never went back to work again. The minute I met you, I never went back to work. I think it's interesting how God can use people. Like I know you say, people say like you're the Suge Knight. You got this. You know, you got. Somewhat of a dastardly, <laughs> but you have helped so many people, and I, th- I think, I think, and you in your did, world, they, they'll you split. interviewed a guy, uh, chose my cousin. By the way, DJ chose this guy's related to DJ chose. I don't even think he knew that DJ chose was as big as DJ chose is. This guy's related to him, which is crazy that y'all related and y'all have not. Necessarily, I think he used to work for you. You one time told me, I think DJ Chose was in my studio with my sons the same time Jay Lacey was. And y'all have he done spent nothing. years. Y'all he spent the years. This is wild. There. Yeah, he spent years there. And uh, when are y'all gonna sit down and say, "Hey, cuz, we good, man. I'm proud." But of it, you're right. Y'all, yeah. y'all good. I'm, but I'm he's, proud of he's him. good in his in his world. Yeah. he is huge. Had a huge song last yeah. year. I love Chose, man. Chose did a song for me, man. You probably yeah. forgot he even did it. Chose like, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, man, Chose. Good dude. Yeah, good Chose. Dude. Yeah, but when he was 15 to about 17, he was right there in my house. It's like we sit now, here. Why didn't, why didn't, and I, I got a break since you brought it up. Why has he never come to you and asked for advice or how to get out there? Or did he just watch you do it and it's like, I'm going to just go yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He watched me, but he also got advice from him, but he watched. Oh, he, did he? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, he okay. watched but he's never From come to I mean, here it is. You know, he got somebody, he got a family member that can get number one records. I'm just, it's very. It's okay, man. Everybody have their path. Like, like, mm. like Jay Lacey. He, he did it his, his path. Way. Yes, sir. Uh, um, Chose did it his way. Um, everybody do it different ways and it's all good. I'm supportive of it. Right. And love them, man. That's my cousin. Yeah, absolutely. We all from down there in Brookshire and Sunnyside yeah. together. You know, so uh, I'm sure. That I've been an inspiration to him when he before, when, before he had an inspiration. He probably See, would not want to admit that, but yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I was I was I was an inspiration to him before he had it. I'm gonna have to ask Charles. I'm gonna have to. I want to ask him. Oh, I, he'll I, tell I, you the truth on that. 
I think he would. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think he. That's my man. I mean, I just think it's interesting that you guys are both, you know, in this industry of music per se. Mm-hmm. He is as popular and big as he is in his world, and you are, you know, the king of your castle in your world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. But y'all have no connection whatsoever. Like, oh, we're gonna. No, do No, we this have work. all the connection. Trust me. Mm, okay. Okay. Trust me. Okay. All the that is the connection. Okay. Yeah, okay, all, okay, okay. Trust okay. me. At that point in his life, he didn't have anybody to look up to but me. I got you. I feel you. He didn't have a studio to go to. He went to my studio. Right, 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 right. right. So, no. I'm sure sure he's appreciative. Uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. We we, we asked. You know, like Jay Lacey called me and told me thank you. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, Jay Lacey called me and told told me thank you. I'm sure Cho's call is coming soon. (laughs) Okay. I ain't saying it's coming this week, (laughs) but I'm saying it's coming. Right. Yeah, that's my boy, though. you got all this music. Where'd you find Pastor Mike? How'd you how'd you get him? Oh that. man, uh, was out with James Fortune. Uh, not only did I find Pastor Mike at his church, I found my lovely wife there, and, <laughs> and, and she changed my. Not life. only am I picking you, I'm taking you with, with me all the way to yeah, the top too. Okay. <laughs> Both of them, really. really. Yeah, now, my, where is this at? Uh, in Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama. And you left Houston for a while. Now, I had what, to leave. Was there a re- they said I had to leave. Yeah, was it hot on these streets or what? It just, man, you know, just uh, sometimes your life can can go into a downward spiral. Mm. It goes into a downward spiral, and and if but you you're talking about personal, yeah, personal, your personal life, yeah, yeah, your personal life has always had a bit of action to it. Yeah, well, divorces and okay, you know. I was going to use the word turmoil since you said divorce. I can use the word turmoil. Yeah, yeah, I had three or but four, but it never, but three or four, three or four of them and thirteen kids. Yeah. Whew, this brother still is successful. By the way, nothing should be able to stop you. Nothing. Do it. Uh, but you said you need to make that move. Was a great move for you? It was the best move in my life. Mm. Um, yeah, it was the best move. Uh, that, that, like I said, I was wasn't here mentally. Uh, just doing a lot. And never, of- none of that stuff seems to ever affect your business. Yeah, I think I you think- got these kids. You said you had these divorces. <laughs> Your personal life just sounds like it sounds like it's in total shambles, but your business is impeccable. How can this dichotomy even play out? I think I put more value on my business than I even uh, do life. We got to talk after we get off the. Camera. Yeah, I think sometimes we do that. Like your I, wife is good for you. It seems like she's able to balance you a bit. Yeah. Now she had to include herself in your mix of madness. I see, but I totally she, opposite. Yeah, oh, She's absolutely. Totally I, I can believe that. I can believe that. Yeah, totally awesome. Sometimes that's what you need, though. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad. She's a good woman. I'm glad you got that. Yeah. You need it, man. Yeah, bad. Hopefully, she can take those boundaries that I sound like you have up. So, but you know what? Truthfully, it sounds like a lot of them, even us sitting here, have come down. Yeah. You know, like I said before, I've seen you all these years, and Carrie <laughs> of uh, 20 years ago is it's just like Mad Hatter of 20 years right. ago. You know, somebody meet you now. Like everybody always on Instagram, Hatter, I'm, you're just so different now. You just seem happy. And it's I feel bad about here's some, you know, person that just followed my life because of, you know, Yeah, they followed person. you for twenty some years. And they, they can see that you're in a better space. Some mm-hmm. of that makes me a little sad. I don't know about for you. Well, because, because they saw you they appreciate what you were, but they can see, oh, now he's sometimes you know, when we hear Hatter, we miss out on a lot. You do. You know, and like, that's what my life was. Yeah. It missed out. You miss out on life because you think thinking you where you are, like you said, my business, 
sometimes I think Some my focus. business is yeah. my life, yeah. Yeah. and that's not your life. Mm. Business is not your life. Your life is your family, your wife, your children. That's what life really is. We're not taught that enough. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's something that I hope you teach it with your little young ones now. I know mm-hmm. you probably feel like you missed out on some of the old sure ones. Sure I did. But you got to instill that now. And I'm a better person. And like having my kid much older now, my kid will get the benefit of love being the most important thing, not money. And I was so focused. I missed a lot. Remember I asked you something I earlier today? A lot. You know what I asked you earlier today? I said, man, do you keep your little baby? You see what I said? I text you like, hey, man, can I bring my <laughs> wife and kid? Because yeah. I didn't want to be, because I feel like I can't leave her alone. I got to participate fully in what she's going through. Exactly. Because a lot of times we don't understand what women are going through when they have these children for us. And man, they are so strong. And when you, when you, when you, I'm seeing it a totally different way now. Mm-hmm. Even with the, my older kids that I, you know, adopted, it was different. I was a different person with them. Mm-hmm. And my appreciation now is so different. Uh, for just women. Not, you know, I always loved women, obviously. But to see them and you go through the process of so what having it, that yeah, baby, they and, carrying that baby yeah, for nine months, that pain, baby come out. Yeah. And the baby crying and you know, you she just need to walk to the bathroom for a minute. Yeah. You know, you gotta be a participant in that. So yeah. I'm learning a lot that I probably should have learned. You know, me and you yeah. kind of the same in that. There's a lot of lessons being, but you know what? We're all human beings and we're all constantly learning. And growing. And, yeah, yeah, and all growing. And if it stopped, we probably wouldn't be humans. Right. And it's great that Carrie Douglas has grown to a place where, you know, and there's moments of probably Suge still in there. We need to quit doing that to Suge. Yeah, too. man. We use that. Everybody uses Suge name when they think of oh, yeah. bolding through an industry. I, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would rather get the Barry Gordy. You are that, though. You are that. I, Suge, here's the thing. It's not like I don't. I don't really ever, in my opinion, now somebody might say, how do you ain't seen him? I've never really seen you bullying. You just have a way of fighting and persuasively getting to where you need to get to. Yeah. And for some people, they're not willing to ask those hard questions and say those hard things. You want those kind of people? You are. Mm-hmm. So you are where you are. I got to ask, I know you have all this success with the music, but I know you slightly mentioned the... Uh, the television network thing that you're doing. Talk about it. Believe it? Yeah, that's what's next for Carrie Douglas, Black Smoke Music, um, uh, the Believe It Network. And I didn't believe you had the network. You had to show me. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing with it? And you do so much. You're like, it's there. I'm working it. I'm like, this guy got, he has too much going on. Yeah. He, he, you literally need to, you need to find you a team first. So you can be able to run out there and do all the mess you like to do. So a lot of times, I'm surprised you're able and we're able to accomplish all the things. Oh, no, I have, I have a Because great, you're so... But I have a great team with me. Okay. They're just, a lot of them are virtual. I have a great team of people. They're virtual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm always getting people. Uh, mm-hmm. Because once you... So, so we have to create platforms now. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't make it as black people anymore selling hamburgers, chicken. You know, we got we to gotta build platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, to build wealth for our community, and and that's what I'm I'm into now, uh, and the, the OTT platform with TV networks is some of the it's the most fastest growing uh, uh, 
it's the candy that advertisers want to be into right now. Mm. It's, uh, it's the platform that the Fortune 500 companies, they want to be on these platforms because, because these formats is television. You know, there's app, all television is app-based now. Mm -hmm. It's all app-based. Yeah. But the algorithms with, with this, these formats now, you know, I was watching Tubi and I was watching one of the black movies and, and uh, it said six, six advertisements finna come on and it was six companies in this area. Mm. So they're targeted. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's targeted now. So you for have sure. to understand. You have to understand the future. And overseas, these things is really popping right now. Mm -hmm. So we're a little late over here, but I'm never late. I'm on it. So I'm just, I'm just rolling with that. So yeah, we're gonna be shooting our own original content. Mm -hmm. um, we're gonna be shooting a lot of documentaries. Uh, we're taking the videos and turning them into video shows. And we're doing all that to create. Now, that. is it going to be all gospel based? Oh, no, it's all... called the Believe It. Okay. I'm, I, man, I'm about all... helping. Yeah, I'm about so helping. So it's inspirational. People. Yeah. Not inspirational. I don't want to use the word clean. It, either, this could but... be uh, uh, family friendly. There you go. Yeah, inspiration, family. Yeah. But if you can, uh, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can achieve it. So whatever it is. And I just want to let that known to the world. How long has the network, how long has it been on? Because I, I know you showed me on Roku. It's, it's actually up on uh, Roku, on Roku and everything, but we haven't launched it yet. Okay. So it's still in beta. Okay, okay, okay. It's still in beta. We're still, we're shooting content. It's there. Yeah. So if I, because I, I downloaded the app. Right. So you, you can, can download see it. it. You can see it, right. but it's not, it, it ain't what you're going to see. You still working on it. That's yeah. okay. That's yeah. okay. You I have it though. Oh, it's there, baby. Everybody can't say I got it on my own network. Yeah. Download yeah. maps, son. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it network. Okay. You can download it and watch good programming right now. And there's much more to come. Uh man, I know this interview's kept you for a while. It was it's No, so this much. is good. I uh, listen. I know most times when people do interviews, it's and and you probably included, like, oh yeah, I got all this stuff and I got to spew it out. I really do this because I'm just interested in people, and because remember, this, we did this at the spur of the moment. You know, my yeah. guys that do the camera work yesterday. Like, here's here's <laughs> the days I can work, and I was just talking to you, and I'm like, Carrie's so interesting, and my brain said, interview Carrie. This guy is huge in his industry. People know who he is. He's an interesting character that I've seen in Houston have my life. I said, and I've never had a conversation with this guy. I've never, I mean, I've had conversations with you. We've talked business before. We talked all kinds of stuff. I said, but I don't know. I didn't know you were from Brookshire. I didn't, I didn't know that. I just I know that you're related to Chose. You know, we find out those kind of things. But a lot of this other stuff you told me, I didn't know. It's interesting to hear somebody who went through some of the things you went through because you are dark skin. That's a whole nother story that you yeah. get into about colorism in our community. Still happens to this day. Uh, so I just wanted to know about you. And I know you got a ton of stuff going on. Uh, and people, you know, if they follow you on social media and stuff, as you should, and I'm definitely going to give you an opportunity so you can put all that out there, that, that they can do that. But I really, I, this is, this is, I, I, uh, this might be, I do this totally for me because I want to know. I, it's interesting for me to find out what makes people tick. Why did Carrie succeed when there were so many obstacles? I moved around my family. I didn't go deep into it, but there's yeah. a reason why you're moving around a lot with your family. I didn't hear you say anything about a father. See, I pick up on all yeah. this. So how does this person fight through and persevere? To me, that's the story. Like, look at the success of this guy. No matter what in life, you can make it happen. This guy that nobody thought would 
be like a Suge Knight figure gets called the Suge Knight of this particular industry. Mm -hmm. You know, as we laugh about it, but that's saying that this guy doesn't play. He's about his business and he's going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. That's what it says. So why do you have it? Again, that's on every interview you will see me do on this podcast because I'm trying to figure out why him and or why her and not in a bad way, but why do you have Mm -hmm. the arrogance to believe that you can and other people don't have it? Right. And that's what the problem is with most of us. So they'll sit back and they'll be mad at Carrie. They'll hate on Carrie. Oh, big time. As opposed to just sitting there and saying, let me get up off my ass and see if I can make something happen. But why did this guy have it? Why did this lady have it? So it's me totally just trying to understand human nature and people that are right beside you Mm -hmm. that you never really dug into to find out who they are. And I know more about you now, so I feel a little differently about you. Oh, well, that's good. But I want people to... I mean, he's he's still a thug. (laughs) (laughs) I want people to know they don't have to... You know, success, success is... It's not money. It's really not money. Yeah. Yeah. Success but we've is, been told that it is, yeah, Mr. Douglas. Yeah. We think we we think that this is success, but this might not even be. I asked Crazy C, who you know is a good friend of mine and the producer and the mix and all that. I asked him what success was for him, and I thought, you know, what was his most successful remix of music? He refused to tell me anything about his music. He kept saying, "My wife, my family." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm talking about something else." And he was like, "Nah, man, that really is it." Like, "Nah, man, what's your?" And he was like, no, I don't, I did all that. Mm-hmm. But my biggest achievement for me as a human being, my success was my when family. I hit that. And I'm like, well. and see, yeah. that's yeah. what this is all about. Yeah, I think that's why we're having so much violence right now. We, uh, we're not, we don't, the, the main thing ain't the main thing. What we're thinking is the main thing, that's not the main thing. But that's what we taught. Yeah. And it looks good. It looks like, yeah. like Carrie, you live in a big house. You got nice cars. You got platinum plaques and gold plaques. I can see what we would call success and achievement just by looking at your wall. Your wall is saying to me, oh, this guy is successful in what he does. Is Does he think he's successful because of what he does? Or is there something else that makes him feel like, no, I'm successful because I achieved this? The ability to be an entrepreneur and work for self. Never have to worry about another man giving me a dollar. I'll go out there and scrape the streets and I'll make my own. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the success right there. That yeah, that's there's a never good one, been, though. Yeah. There's never been a time you have, and I hate to use the phrase, people I might hate it, but you, you know, you kill what you eat. Mm-hmm. And you do it unabashedly. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that's, I just think that that's kind of cool. But I just think that we have a problem with um, our, our black rappers, our people I out here that. right now. Uh, I, I, I really think we have a big problem. and. I think there needs to be a forum where we can really talk about it. Of course, I don't know if I want to be sitting in a room with some of the... <laughs> I'd almost have to Zoom them. I had to Zoom that meeting. <laughs> you know what? I, he, but, but there needs to be something that we could talk uh, about what's going on right now. Because right now... It's really bigger than rap. Yeah, rap I, I think... Uh, well, rap music, rap music is headed for a collision of dooms. It's about to be doomed. Somebody has to stop, has to talk. We have to have a meeting of the minds um, because it ain't about these jokes. It ain't about making money. They're 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 out of control. Well, I, this is where I will depart with you because I love. If it wasn't for that industry, if it wasn't for rap, I'm not who I am. It's you know, it's like my best friend. Um, listen, we've always had 
people have problems in their communities. Uh, take the music away from it, and you know, you put people in the same conditions, and you still have the same problem. Mm -hmm. uh, we're really talking about an economic problem. You're talking about an education problem. I don't want to say that it's the rapper's problem because the rapper has gold on and he's talked about, you know, crazy salacious stuff in his lyrics. So I got to kill him. I, I, I am of that industry and I don't believe that. I just believe that people see somebody with it and they want it and they'll take it. And unfortunately, you know, there's wolves out there and they don't care if you're a big time rapper. If you're a big time rapper and you got the, the kahunis to come in my neighborhood where you might not be from wearing what you're wearing and I ain't got it, I'll probably try to take it from you. So the, I don't think the problem is much deeper than the rapper who raps about all this stuff and he's shining. I love it that they shining. Mm -hmm. uh, man, shine as much <laughs> as you want. If No, I'm for real. If, if you were able to get that Bentley because you, you spit those lyrics or you worked hard for it, bro, get that Bentley. And I want you to stunt as often and as as often as you can, you should be stunting. I want to see you stunt. I want to see you in your Bentley. I want to see you looking good. I don't have a problem with that. What we do have to learn, though, is just because I see you with a carry don't mean I got to take you out to get yours. Yeah. So again, for me, the problem is not the rapper and the lyrics. The problem is the community in which he is from. And I am envious of you or I'm going to take what you got because I'm hungry. And that's a, a, a societal education problem. That's a, these neighborhoods where they ain't getting no help. The, the problem is much deeper than mm -hmm. the rapper. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, even the media is just easier to point to like, look at what's happening to the rappers. They dying. Go to that rapper where he from his community. Mm -hmm. They dying regularly over there. We don't have to just, let's not just talk about the one big rapper that died. You know, God bless him and RIP. Let's talk about the people from the community in which that's he's dying, from yeah. that's dying. Why are they dying? Why do they have this mentality? Why is the rapper rapping about what he's rapping about? One, he's been taught that that's how you make money. Because if you teach him that he can rap like Chuck D or whomever or Common or something like that, or even J. Cole. J. Cole is not talking about murdering nobody. Fayette non, Fayetteville to the fullest, baby J. Cole. We see you, baby. You representing, son. You representing the Ville nice. But the point I'm trying to make is it can be done. Right. We just need, you know, media sometimes has a way of not showcasing that, though. It showcases murder, 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 kill, yeah. kill, kill, like the one song once said. But I, the, the problem to me is a societal issue. It is a, uh, a education issue and... and is going into these communities and giving opportunity mm -hmm. to those that don't have. So to the, the, the Kerry Douglases, this is when you create foundations like myself and we figure out what can we do with some money to help turn some of this. And you know, you try to do what you can. You know, what I've learned in the, the years I've done this, sometimes you may only touch one person. You may only save one person. That's fine. But if one you save time. that one person who then grows up to be president or somebody that moves the world and it was just that one person, that chain, because you know, it's, all it takes is one person. It's one person. So, and you never know who that Lacey. If yeah. the guy don't meet you and probably come to your studio, is he doing what he's doing now? He's a positive brother, putting music out there, making money, changing lives. Ultimately, that's what it's all about. Even in this right here, man, everything I do has to be about purpose. Yeah. People used to always say, "Oh, what's your passion?" I'm not passionate about this. I have a purpose because I hope that somebody hears what Carrie said. Yeah, you learn about him, but if there's something that they can take away from this to help them be a better human being, 
and then maybe they can go help somebody else mm-hmm. or maybe dig themselves out you know the situation there that's my hope man yeah and i hope and believe it or not even carrie douglas has the ability to make that happen <laughs> and the truth of the matter is no matter what somebody says about you how what they're what their things is or the negative things you said that they might feel about you. The truth of the matter is, the flip side is, you had actually helped a lot of people. Yes. No matter how bad somebody might think, this guy actually helped a lot of people. Every day. And, and you got to at least literally give them a God blessing for that. Right. You know, you change some lives and some people are in much better positions just because, believe it or not, Carrie Douglas came across him. Mm-hmm. Or check this out, just the songs, the millions and millions and millions oh, that of it views. Absolutely. It touches people's Absolutely. lives every day. Again, I don't know why And you God, got something to do with that. Yeah, I don't know why God put me in that position, but- The shit not a God, I find a, that unbelievable. It's a powerful position to be yeah. in. Mean, you just go and look at the comments on these songs and how many people's lives they didn't touch this and that. Man, it brings tears to your eyes. So, bro, I commend you for that, by the way, bro. Right? Because everybody can't say that. No matter what they say about you, they can't say that. And however this force in the world is using you for that purpose to maybe, because somebody maybe heard one of them songs that were that was going through something or about to do something. About to take one of them yeah, chains. Yeah, you may say it. And it made them say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Or, yeah. they, you know, it just, it just uplifted their spirits for a moment because maybe they were having a bad moment. So I still I still have to commend Carrie Douglas in that man. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you busy and do a ton of stuff that I'll never, ton of stuff. <laughs> I'll never understand. <laughs> but you have been successful. So I salute you for that. Uh I don't have nothing bad to say about you. Hey man, I want you to join I, I, I just want I, you to I, jump no, really, on board. Listen, join the team, baby. I, Let us do something together. I'll have somebody say, man, Carrie Douglas. Da, da, da. Well, all I can say is Carrie Douglas, though. They can't say nothing but the word. <laughs> oh, Kerry Douglas? Kerry Douglas, it's what? now an <laughs> adjective and an adverb. <laughs> Let's no, go, man. But I really appreciate it, man. I, um, you know, congratulations on all your successes, man. They, they give you awards every week. Uh, I'm like, man, this dude from Brooks, you're doing all this, man. Yeah, I got my doctorate degree uh, last month. I got a doctorate degree, you know, Listen. little boy with a doctorate degree. And uh, one quick thing, man. I was celebrating my um, rebirth, uh, 9-11. I, I had a heart attack. I almost you died. did. I forgot to mention that. You, yeah. I, I'm sorry, y'all. Real quick, Carrie did almost die. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you forget this in the story? I don't know. Because I didn't know that he had a heart attack and we was having a conversation. Like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he said it so casually, like, everybody almost dies and get a heart attack. And I'm like, I don't know how he really wanted me to respond to that, but he kind of, like, threw it out there like, it just happens. Yeah. Last week that happened. This week I'm eating a burger. You know, it was yeah. like the way, that's the way you threw it out there. But real quick, what did happen to you? I never really went into detail. Uh, man, look, it started off a regular day. And um, by the end of the day, heart attack hit me. Um, man, just life is so short. That's why we're talking about enjoying life, making an impact in, in your life and other people's life. Because it could be gone just like that True. in any kind of way. So, um, and and rep, rep, when thinking back, I can remember uh, how I was having like these pains for like months before I really? let up. Let so, up to, so you yeah. felt something, but I you didn't never know did what anything it was. about it. I just thought I was getting overly excited about this, overly excited about that. But mm. when you think about it, man, so they went. What were those feelings? I'm sorry, I, I have to because so. just uh, 
like Couldn't breathe uh, or your chest hurt or uh like like it's anything ex- anything excitement with like a blood rush it would feel like you know my chest and this this was happening often anything of like any good news bad news anything was causing me to feel this certain way and then all of a sudden boom it just hit mm. and if it wasn't for my wife man i, I would definitely because uh, i wouldn't go so were you me. driving or were you was no, at the I, house we, and you just felt we, we were at the house and man i started just it was it was like a dump truck that hit me boom and uh, i made it to the hospital and they uh they shut the hospital down to get get to get down with me mm. and get me right man and uh and for the first time in my life, though, the entire hospital thought I was the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> they they love me, yeah, man. They love me. They're like, man, we love you. You're the best patient. We love. We just want to come in and talk to you. I'm like, what? <laughs> How long were you in the hospital? About a week and a half. So this was a full-fledged. You had had a heart attack. Heart attack. Bro. How? I got to ask. I'm sorry. How close? If you didn't go into the hospital. Oh, I wouldn't be here. Okay. Uh, after having a near-death experience, how does that change Carrie Douglas? Hey, man, makes me hug a little tighter. Mm. Makes me kiss a little longer. All right. Makes me smile. <laughs> makes me have time to sit down and talk to my my friend. Yes, you know, sir. And get to know you. You know. Uh, yeah, man. You take feel differently the, about life. Do, I take you, do, do you look? Do you look at it differently? I, I pay attention to the small details. Mm. Like every all this stuff is not important to me anymore. You know, it's not that important. It's cool to do, fun yeah. to do, keeps a little, a, a little, you know, keeps you important. in a little shack like this. Yeah. Fancy cars <laughs> yeah, is not yeah. important anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a. You got your nice place. You got your little pool outside. You, Play with your little kids. I, my little uh, two-year-old. It's amazing to me that watching her go through the process of learning how to swim. Mm. And my four-year-old, she won't learn because she's too she's too smart to jump under the water. But my two-year-old, she just dumb enough okay. to jump she and she she's swim. Smart. She yeah, just, no, she just yeah. ready to go she's for not, it. She's she don't, she don't. She has no fear. No fear. She has no fear. And that's the problem with us. We have a lot of fear. You can't have no fear. You, you gotta, yeah. That's what I'm trying to inject. Yeah. That's what I want to inject in my child as well. That you know, bro, have no fear. Do whatever it is you want to do. And as a parent, I got to figure out because I know I'm a very, you know, I like things. Yeah, I'm yeah, military. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, a military yeah. mind. You're, but, you're uh, so I'm, cautious and slow. <laughs> I can't even believe we're doing this interview. You're so slow and I'm cautious. Dumb. What else you got going and on? Dotting your eyes and crossing you, your teeth. You got you, man. man come on. I'm sorry. Live, Hatter. I'm trying. I'm, I'm a lot better than I once was. Okay. I'm not uh, as anal and hyper-focused as I right. once was. Okay. I'm getting better every day. And, uh, and the wife and child will teach you how to be yes. that different. You know, when you find the right people, you know, you're like things that you once did or once were or once was about, you can find very quickly, oh, you know, it's all about these two people. I'm so, so proud of you, man. You're having a baby in your 50, what? Shoot. That's all. Just keep it right. <laughs> I know we close to the same I'm age. 30, I'm 32. Yeah, yeah. I know keep, we close to the same age. I'm 32 and looking good. <laughs> we close. Hey, that black don't crack. But you know what's so funny, man? <laughs> having a kid earlier, you know, most times society has taught us that you should not do that. There, there's, It's negative to it because you're older and if you don't have the, the physical 
this to you know be able to deal with your child luckily i work out and do all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff but there's another advantage to it too of life because you've had the opportunity to see so much and obviously make some mistakes with probably earlier ones a whole lot of them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A whole yeah, lot of 13, yeah. maybe 14, yeah. 12 of them. So, and you know, this, it, gives you, it, gives you, it gives you some insight. And let me say something else. I'm glad, you, you know, you're all right now. But it always appeared to me, and I don't know, that even with all your kids, that you've, you've been there in some capacity and they know that they can depend on you. I have another friend uh, like you that has <laughs> about 14 kids and they love him yes. to death he's he's that kind of guy i don't know how you do it because some people have a hard time just with one yeah uh but to be able to balance that out remember their names <laughs> you know just be birthdays a are hard the yeah. birthdays are hard you yeah. know that's 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 a cool thing so i also commend you on that man right. much more success man real, real quick what else are you into right now, Kay? I know you got the network. You grow. Everything you're doing is growth. Will you yeah. be signing more artists? Are you done with that now? Will you no, just no, be helping them now, like we're, a promoter, we're doing, we're doing or marketing, more, or what? We're doing more artists. Uh, we're doing movies. Uh, another thing that I'm doing that I'm very excited about is just like I take a, a new artist, we help build new business. We mm -hmm. help build business people's credit, and um, you know, just consult people um, and help them to better achieve what they want to achieve. So mm -hmm. uh, my Instagram is Mr. Kerry Douglas. My YouTube is Mr. Kerry Douglas. And my, uh, what's that other thing called? Facebook is Kerry Douglas. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, but y'all can reach out to me. At I Kenny. saw you on Instagram. Are you doing that? Is that your wife posting on Instagram? I mean, that's my team. My wife. <laughs> I like there's no way in the world that Kerry put oh, that oh, up. Oh, 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 oh. Also, man, we just, and this is about to be awesome. We just partnered with uh, Southwest Wholesale. I purchased an interest in Southwest Wholesale. Mm -hmm. uh, the company that gave me my first start in the music business, Robert Gilliman, my man. I love him to death. Uh, I got to talk him to Robert. He, he, he should have an interesting story. Yeah, I love him to life. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. So um, Robert and I, and of course, JP, so we kind of uh, came together. I purchased an interest in the company. And um, we're going to be doing great. I think we have about 120 labels up under us right so now. So you still will be doing distribution and working with artists. I'm going to do what my real dream was, is to um, have a black-owned, majority black-owned distribution system. Uh, I know a couple of us have tried it a couple of times. Yeah, but, and then folks shut yeah, them down. Yeah, we should have it. We should <laughs> make it happen. If you guys know me, I put my mind on something. Is going down. We're gonna have probably about um, four or five hundred labels up under us uh, by the end of next year. And that's a lot. You that's triple. Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good luck on that, man. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So jump on it, Southwest Digital Distribution. Y'all gonna keep the name, or y'all yeah. gonna change the name? You gonna keep the name? Man, listen, man. That 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 company, as far as music business, that company. Started me and and you too. Oh no, 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 for for sure. Southwest is a major. I mean, you can make a movie just about Southwest yes. and all the characters that they did business with. Yes, there. Uh, so that should be interesting. I can't wait to see what you're gonna do with that. That's that's gonna be big. By the way, side note. Uh, although Orbit is not recording this, he's in the background. I have no clue what Orbit is doing 
with Kerry Douglas. Hey, o- only only time will tell. All right, well let me just that say these this. two characters are together. <laughs> so two people that I never could. I don't even understand it. I just why is Orbit here? Hey, I, I don't know. Hey, Orbit, but I know Orbit. I know Orbit does videos. He's an animator. He's an animator, uh, okay. and we have a series. Are you out, are you out of the the, uh, the video business? Music. Well, when you were talking about the guy that lost a friend filming a music video, he was talking about me. One of the guys that used to work with me he was filming a music video. The ops put up on the rappers and killed killed my killed my homie. Oh and, wow! It's, it's, it's getting very dangerous in that community, man. So I like cartoons. It's called Hip Hop Boogly. We got a cartoon series that we're working on. Isn't that on now, though? Yeah, we finished. I thought I seen I thought I it's seen it. You know, okay, you're doing some other stuff. Yeah, right, how right. do you know? we sprinkling here, sprinkling there. But, you know, sometimes when you have an idea, you got to ask God to bring people to you that can help bring those ideas to life. And that's okay. what we're doing with Hip Hop Boobly. We're going to have every kid in America singing the ABCs through our uh, Hip Hop Boobly show. Well, I, yeah, sure hope the, I sure hope my company can uh, provide you some of those nice beats and tracks. You hey, need. that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Together we can do whatever. So well, good luck know. to you on that, man. Yeah. Orby, good luck to you working with Kerry Douglas, oh, the Suge Knight of gospel. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> One way or another, it should be very interesting to see what you two characters pull out. Yeah. So I, oh, I can't wait God. to see it. But I'm very proud of you, man. I appreciate your time because this was very last minute. I never do this, but to uh, Mr. Johnny and Mr. David in the background, I do my video stuff. It was very last minute for them as well. And those guys have always been here for me. Look, this ain't this ain't radio, so I can do it the way I want to now, y'all. So. Everybody, everybody deserves they salute sometimes, man. They come right out when I need them. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys as well. But Carrie, Douglas. yeah, I just want to send a shout out to to my wife. Uh, I'm glad God delivered her to me. <laughs> I, I am. She changed my life. Uh, she's. Um, I, I just I couldn't do this without her. So, Aww, uh, baby, man. I love you wherever you at. Look how look how he done broke down, y'all. Yeah. That, that ain't the evil man from twenty years ago. <laughs> he got a heart now. They get because they got to make him a new one yeah, after they, after they almost broke that other time. They had to make a new one, man. So they made a new one now. So the new one got a lot of love in it, man. Yeah. So if you meet him today, that was twenty years ago. Twenty twenty two. He got a new heart. New heart. They took him to a hospital. They took the old one out. There's a new one in there now, beating the way it need to be, man. Holla at, the, holla at your boys, we used to say, man. But Karen, no, for real. I think you're good people, man. Right, I'm brother. really proud of the work you've done. You continue to do stuff. You try to figure out how you can use people and get them doing things. And uh, hopefully uh, all the dreams that you're still going for, they, they, they happen for you, brother. All right. But Thanks, thank man. You. Thank you again for real, all right. man. All right. My man. Peace out, y'all. Woohoo!